Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, and I'm your DM for this adventure. Around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And still Fleeple, still doing this voice. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Well, on that note, last we left our adventurers, they had successfully infiltrated at least the opening of the cave into this hidden den that the Cult of Dragons had recently called home since the orcs had burned down the rest of the tents in the caldera. Using Fleeple's high passive perception, they found that there was a secret passage uh, behind some rocks. Malamara, cleverly using Zaza as an imp where they can turn into a creature and then also turn invisible, sent Zaza down the corridor, finding the empty treasure room, but also a room filled with 11 individuals. Between them and their final destination, Fulan Mondath, alone in her chambers. Saying that they didn't want to take on 11 mercenaries or cultists all at once, they decided to search around the rest of the cave, the rest of the hideout here to see if there was a separate entrance into Mondath's chambers directly. After quietly and stealthily making their way through the bats and the natural fungi that had been growing there, Lance decided to go a little bit ahead and was able to identify a pit with some very hardy drakes and a couple of kobolds just chittering and chattering away. Fleeple joining Lance was able to identify a trap in between the two corridors, warning M- Malamara about that. They then initiated a battle. After quickly dispatching of them, one kobold did get away and Lance, pursuing after that kobold without knowing it, pulled a Harrison Ford, where he eliminated the final kobold from their massive battle, only to have this room open up with about 13 kobolds. It seems that Lance had found their main den for this pack of kobolds here. Malamar and Fleeple coming down the steps and joining Lance. This is where we join our adventurers. And so, Fleeple, Lance, Mal, if you recall, we had just ended the round of combat. So, jumping into the top of the initiative order here, we've got uh, some of the other winged kobolds that had mingled themselves amongst the regular kobolds uh, further into the chamber. Fleeple, these are about 20 feet from your direction. Uh, from where you currently are at. Uh, One of them points to you and goes, in Draconic, Yo, you brought us nothing but betrayal and pain. They punished us for your treachery. And this kobold is actually going to just spend its turn saying that and backing up a little bit into the corner and says, Everyone, do not let him escape. Him or his friends. Uh, there's another winged kobold uh, very near you. It's going to fly over, and it's going to try and rake its claws at you. Uh, it does have advantage because of pack tactics. Okay, is that a 23 to hit? That'll do it. Okay, 23 hits. It is going to do... Just use its claws and rake at you. Only four points of piercing damage on that, Fleeple. All right, still alive. Okay, okay. Then it goes to a kobold... This, this female one has been injured uh, about 20 feet and is going to run over to the other winged kobold uh, that had backed up further into the corner, kind of put herself between you and 
the party and this uh, kobold that ordered them to take hold of you. Okay. Now, the other kobold directly, just a normal kobold directly in front of you, Fleeple, is going to snarl and it's going to reach out with you again, this one, this time uh, with a dagger. Oh, uh, does a nine hit your armor class? Nine misses. With pack tactics, rolled a one and a four. Booyah. So, this one ranges out and you, being very bloody, you're very aware and so you just like hold up your arms and just... As he comes at you, you stop him like you. You put your hand in his armpit to stop the blade from coming down on you and just try to push him back. Well done, having a AC that's higher than nine. Um. <laughs> I, I did so much to prevent that attack from hitting me. Bravo! Uh, got another winged kobold here. It's just going to pick up a rock and chuck it at you. Uh, this one, also with pack tactics. Does a 16 hit your armor class? 16 is my armor class. Ooh, just barely. Okay, so this rock is going to come at you, and only four points of bludgeoning damage. All right, and Fleeple is unconscious. Down. Ooh, okay. Crap. Oh, I thought you still had one. I thought that was one hit point. Sorry. All right, and just as this kobold uh, chucks the rock, Lance, you see Fleeple go unconscious right in front of you, surrounded by four other kobolds, two of them winged, two of them not. There's one within five feet of you that is not aware of your presence, a winged kobold, um, and then one ten feet away from you, currently engaged with Malamara. It is your turn. What do you do? Plan B. All right. Um, we, meaning me, <laughs> uh, Lance will... Okay. What Lance is going to do is... This kobold in front of me who doesn't know I'm there, am I able to go through them toward Fleeple? Or do I have to go all the way around them in terms of space? What I think is fair is uh, if you do go through them, you could use, uh, it just takes uh, five extra feet of movement. So if you want to pass through an enemy, I think uh, unless it's like they're a huge monstrosity or really little, I think just an extra five feet of movement to kind of like juke around them. They might still get an attack of opportunity because the moment you move, you expose yourself to them. Okay. All right. This is what Lance is going to do. Lance, seeing Fleeple fall and having a flood of just guilt and anxiety and a lot of past experiences all of a sudden popping up in his mind, just thinks, like, to himself, he just thinks, you're doing it again, you're getting people killed. And he will, bonus action, disengage. With that, he will run toward Fleeple, which, with disengage, no one can attack of opportunity him. So through the cobalt is 5, 10, 15. I'm right next to Fleeple here then. Great. I am on yep. Fleeple's right. As you're about to run, you just you whisper that to yourself and you just feel the blood. And your vision starts to go a little bit. like It's almost like uh, in the movies where it goes white from full screen to widescreen. Your vision just focuses on a Fleeple. And you just start bobbing and weaving and without even thinking you just roll past this cobalt the cobalt's in your way and you get right next to Fleeple what do you do? I pick him up alright <laughs> you pick him on up is that an action to pick him up? I've used my bonus action already yes I would say I do only weigh 35 pounds yeah I, uh, I normally I would say but since he's such a small creature I would say no you could easily pick him up we'll say I'll allow you to use some of your movement to do that and just whoop, pick him up I mean, you still have an action. Okay, for that, so I've moved 5, 10, 15, another 20 to pick him up, I guess. Mm. Yep, so um, you have 10 feet of movement, we'll say. All right, I'm going to use that 10 feet, and then with my action, 30 more feet, and book it 
to the stairs carrying Fleeple out of the chamber. And as I'm running, I am going to shout at Malamara. Wait, okay. Uh, Mickey, remind me, have we seen you in your multi-class yet? No. We have not. Okay, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, what I was originally planning. So I, I pick up Fleeple, or Lance picks up Fleeple. He's running toward the stairs. He just shouts back at Mal. Malamara, we need a shield. Block them from coming up here. Okay. So, running up the steps, 5, 10, 15, 20. Some, oh, one spot is difficult terrain. So 25, 30, uh, 35, 40, the remainder of your movement. You get right next to the unconscious kobold who is tied up um, in the upper portion. You are past the trap. You are in the other room with the pit of the drakes just nearby with Fleeple unconscious in your arms, slowly bleeding. And that is your turn, I believe. Okay, Malamara. Having Lance just screamed this at you, it is your turn. All right, DM, can I use the optional cleave rules in the manual? Oh, yes, yes. We can use the optional uh, cleave for our listeners. In the Dungeon Master Guide, there is an optional rule for cleaving to where when you do a melee attack and you have multiple enemies nearby, if you would do excess damage on one of the enemies, uh, the remainder of that damage can go through to another enemy like you were cleaving through the first enemy. Isn't so. that usually for like smaller creatures? Yeah, so it's usually for like low level creatures and such, but uh, that's just way, uh, no, none of your damage gets wasted, so to speak. All right, great. so there's a kobold directly in front of me and there's a kobold right to my right. So I'm going to bonus action. I still have that hex active. So I'm gonna move that hex to the kobold in front of me. I'm gonna attempt to slice through him and hopefully be able to get the next guy. Sounds good. So do you want to get the winged one with Hex or the regular one right next to you? Uh, I'll move it to the winged one and I'll go for him first and try and slice into the other one. Sounds good. So as uh, you prepare your attack, you just... And as you breathe in, the darkness swells around you. And then as you just yell... Hex almost like erupts from your mouth and just attaches itself onto this winged kobold, uh, dampening its wings and like making a muffled sound like. What was your attack, Malamar? 21. All right, that's a hit. It's going to do damage. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Uh, she will take out her um, long sword, I forgot to say this before, her, that great sword with the engravings along the side. And she will do 10 slashing damage with an extra four necrotic. Okay, so 14 total. Okay, as you whip out this uh, sword, this is the one that with the bandage all across it, right? As this wing of kobold's looking at the darkness surrounding itself, it doesn't see the sword as it comes at him immediately impacts the side of him and as soon as it does there's no other way to describe it just the magic of the sword somehow can cut right through the body uh even being bandaged as it is and as it does it is a clean slice like a hot knife against butter just (laughs) the cobalt doesn't it doesn't even have time to react to it and as you swing through this cobalt the darkness which was surrounding the cobalt it actually passes through the cobalt and imbues itself into your sword to where when you go directly next to the other cobalt, this cobalt does see it coming, but unfortunately doesn't have time to react to where it just, the darkness jumps from your sword into it and just 
just sucks the life out of it, and just as it's releasing its final breath, you jam the sword directly into it. <laughs> Both kobolds extinguished. Oh, that cleave is so cool. Okay, great. <laughs> so with that, Malamara will turn around and she'll take five step closer so that she's kind of covering more where the wall turns into the, to follow the men. And that Hex will come up behind her and just be very like an intimidating presence waiting to be called upon again. And just hold that sword and hold that ground with the dead kobolds behind her to try and keep the kobolds at least there, or at least too many of them from running by. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and roll an intimidation check, Mal. I I mean, I just got goosebumps. Uh, 13. 13. Yeah, that was that was sick. Um, do you already have inspiration? You already I gave do. her an inspiration die. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> wow, favoritism much? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We know who's the new favorite now. <laughs> well, I was going to give you an inspiration die, but yeah. yeah. Here, now I'll write down. That was a good reason for an inspiration die. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, yeah, so as you stand between the two men that had run behind you, uh, having cleaved through these two kobolds, you just stand there with your, with your blade out, um, the blood dripping off of these bandages, and the kobolds, they just see this dark entity rise behind you. And most of them... Well, let's roll, actually. Let's see. Did you hear that, Ned? We're men. And most of these kobolds that are directly in front of you, they, they pause and two of them even start to take a step back um, and, like, cl- clutch at their swords and their daggers. I believe that's your go, Mal. Yes, it is. Great. It was uh, Tommy Wiseau's turn, but we're gonna, he's unconscious, so. The kobold, which is a uh, distance away from you, Mal, it's going to uh, shakily grab a rock and try and chuck it at you. This one failed, and so I'm going to give it a disadvantage because it is fearful of your presence. Roll a 17 and a 19, so 22 hits. Yes. Yeah. And this one's going to be four points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And it's going it to yell something in Draconic. <laughs> And you don't understand it, so. It's the two co- dead kobolds turns that you just took care of, which now we're gonna jump to Fleeple. Fleeple, roll me a death saving throw, please. Say 15. 15, that's one success, one of three successes. Now, Mal, it's the kobold directly in front of you. And just to remind everybody here, there are four kobolds like directly in front of you. Two of them winged, two of them regular. And this one is actually going to try and stab you with its dagger also with disadvantage here. So yeah, just to be clear, Thomas, we have four that are right near Malamara, right in front of her. We have five kind of in more of the back of the chamber. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So a total of nine alive kobolds as of Oof. right now. All right. Mal, does 16, a 16 hit? It does not. Oh! Really? My armor class is 17. Ooh, Barbarian. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> Hashtag spoilers. Hashtag spoilers. Um, I haven't raged yet. Yeah, you have, that, that's where you're going to give it away. <laughs> well, this kobold is frightful, and it is going to try and run away from you. Uh, you do have an attack opportunity if you'd like to take it, Mel. I won't take it on him. Okay, sounds good. So it's you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So now there's a, a winged kobold directly in front of you. It's going to also roll disadvantage here. A 7 doesn't hit, I imagine. No, it does not. 
and it is also going to try and fly away from you. You have an attack of opportunity against this one if you'd like. I will let him. Okay, 20, 25, 30. Great. Directly back. Mal, just so you're aware, this one will is the only one that you would get an attack of opportunity against. The the next wing one? Oh, no, well, that no, one. This, but yes, this. if any move past me, I would get an attack of opportunity. <gasps> that's true. If that's they what go I'm, up That's the really steps. what I'm waiting for is not away from me, but Apologies. past me. Yes. You're fine. Apologies. See, Thomas okay. is just trying to make you fail. He's like, are you sure? You are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Want to take it? You don't want to follow my plan? With that, Cobalt, it is the end of that the round there. Uh, so we're going back up to the top to the one that originally had yelled orders out and is in the far back corner next to some some of the sleeping bags and uh, some of the material here. And it's going to yell in common. And in common, it goes, get face one. Yeah, that's all it's going to do. That's all that one's going to do. Um, the one directly in front of you, Mal, Wing of Cobalt, this one is going to try and fly past you up the stairs. So it's going to go flap, and it's going to try and go above you. However, uh, it's it's a really low ceiling here, so um, it has to fly directly above you. Uh, so regardless, it's going to try and make its way past you. So 5, 10, 15, 20. You do have an attack of opportunity that you are allowed to take. I'm giving you yes, permission. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I'm giving you, I'm giving thank you, you permission. Thank you, thank, thank you, DM. Thank, Hashtag thank you, DM. DM flex. Thank you, DM. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a three. Plus four is seven. Lance, as you're at the top of the steps here with Fleeple and you're like catching your breath, you hear, and this winged cobalt flies directly next to you. And just, can't do anything. It uses action and bonus and uh, movement to get there, but it is right next to you. So that's its turn. Alrighty. Dang it, that ruined um, my plan. The other kobolds, Mal, there's still one right next to you. It's going to roll with disadvantage. Uh, 15 to hit? Does not hit. All right. So that one, this one does have a sling. And you just block it, parry it with your sword as you see it coming. And just... And it runs away. Some of these other kobolds, not as frightened by you because they can't see the dark entity around you, sees the other kobolds running to the back of the room and they realize it's their time to step up. So they're going to just start charging you. So 5, 10, 15, 20... This one does not have pack tactics, but still going to take a regular roll at you. A 15 again, so that misses, unfortunately. Takes out its dagger, and, and you just snarl at it and just uh, grab its arm and kind of shove it forcefully away from you. Another one. Uh, this one, frightened still, is going to try and roll a, a ranged attack, chuck a rock at you. Would be with disadvantage, but due to pack tactics, just a regular roll. However, only rolls a 13. So... Not doing anything there. Okay, not great here. Uh, this winged cobalt. What are you talking about? Uh, not Mally. great. This is great. <laughs> oh, that's Don't true. Don't say that. This is beautiful. <laughs> Don't say that. One winged cobalt on the edge of the room looks at the ones that are afraid and goes, <laughs> and just flies towards you. And this time, with advantage, is going to uh, slash with its claws directly at your face. Twenty-three to hit. That hits. That is going to be. Only three points of piercing damage. And then uh, at that, we cut away from the bottom of the steps here. And we go up to Lance. Lance, Fleeple's behind you, trying to, like, arouse himself. Like, this winged kobold is directly in front of you. It's your turn. All right. I'm going to take out my short sword and dagger and in draconic say, Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. On brand. Okay. That's right. Yep, yep. 
All right, short sword. Ooh, that might not hit. We'll see. That is a 12. 12 is a miss. Oh, man. Dang. All right, well, that was with the short sword. I still have a dagger. So I'm going to I'm gonna use my bonus action to... Or no, no. Is that a bonus? Yeah, that is a bonus action. Right? Yeah, it is a bonus yes. action. Okay, I'm going to use the bonus action to just attack with the dagger. Try and get something out of this guy. Okay, that will hit because that was a... That's a 17. 17 does hit. Well, that's a four. Ooh, very nice. Max damage on that dagger there. The first one, it flaps its wings and it confuses you. The short the short sword misses and it flies in and leers at you. And it's about to say something and you just right in its side. Still up, but you pull the dagger out bloodied and just stand between you and Fleeple, holding your ground. You do have movement. No, I will not move. All right. Stand your ground. Malamara, it's your turn. I bonus action hide. I'm sorry. <laughs> Behind Fleeple's corpse. Yeah. Prop the fleece just up. Underneath, underneath the fleece. Just uh. this small creature. <laughs> no. All right, Mal, what do you do? Mal will take a five-foot step forward, and now she's directly between two of the kobolds, and she's going to do basically the same thing. That Hex will swirl around her and attach onto the kobold to her left. The winged kobold. The winged kobold, thank you. Um, And I will try to uh, cleave through that one into the next one. Okay, so confidence, this black entity swirling behind you. These otherworldly noises and voices reaching out to the kobolds, they shrink back a little bit in fear, but try to stand their ground. And as you just step in between them, you look to one, and then you quickly look at the winged kobold and the blackness attaches. Go ahead and roll your attack. A 15. 15 hits. Awesome. Kobolds. They're not super hard to hit. Six, seven, eight. Eight slashing and five necrotic. Mickey, tell us how it is done with both of these. Taking that great sword in both of her hands, she will brandish it over her head, and as it just comes down, it just slices by the one on the left and across to the one on the right, taking off both of their heads right at their shoulders. And their bodies collapse, collapse, collapse down, and that black entity will then rise off of the fallen kobold's body and surround her again. She'll shake off the blood on the blade, and then hold it in front of her, ready, keeping the kobolds from passing her again. Just standing as that shield, ready for an attack. Without issue. You're able to, you're so familiar with this blade, it's as if it's holding nothing. It's as if it's not really as large as it actually quite is. And as you hold it, you look to the rock wall right next to you. And as you look at the rock wall, you notice this huge gash that is a result of your blade swinging directly through the rock face, um, about the width of your blade. Bandages on marred, blade still as sharp as ever. And you just kind of chuckle to yourself and you stare at all the kobolds without a roll. The rest of these kobolds, seeing two of their compatriots fall to this, and this dark entity. Lance, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Me? Yeah. Me? All right, perception. Oh, that's not bad. That's going to be a, a non-natural 20. Even though you're in this battle, and even though you're worried about Fleeple, you just hear this. Echoing from the the room below, 
And Mal, you are very familiar with the sound and these kobolds, they shrink in fear, all of them having the feared condition instilled within themselves. They just shy away and... And uh, you feel the, the uh, just a surge of confidence well up inside of you. There's something else here. There's something else here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lance says. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, these kobolds are gonna try and just chuck rocks at you, but uh, being feared, fearful, they all have disadvantage here. So got a seven for one of the winged kobolds. Um, Miss. Yeah, this one's gonna try and do a sling here. Twelve hit. Twelve to hit. Miss. Um, uh, Winged Cobalt checks another rock at you. Ten to hit. Miss. And uh, they are just not getting at you. <laughs> so all of these Cobalts <laughs> chucking slings, chucking rocks, trying to hit you. Two more. That's a natural one for one of them. And then the other one gets a uh, 14 to try and hit. Both of them a miss. All of them just cowering in front of their leader here, so to speak. Um, and their leader going, uh, just yelling in Draconic, and just, and just tries to push some of them forward in front of them. All of them just cowering away from you. Fleeple, I need another death saving throw, please. A 12. There you go. 12, hey, two successes. That's good, okay. that's good, that's good. Okay, just need one more success and then you are stabilized. Jumping back to the top here, the Lance, this cobalt directly in front of you, unaware of what's going on, unafraid, is going to actually not attack you. It's going to, within your within your range, go over to Fleeple, take its action to pick Fleeple up, and it's going to try and fly away with Fleeple. With Fleeple, they will be en- encumbered because they're the same size, um, so they will have half movement, so they do... 10 feet to get to Fleeple, pick them up, and so then they only have 10 feet, so they only get back to where they started. Um, they never leave your uh, attack of opportunity oh, range, suck. so you are unable to attack them, but they are directly in front of you with Fleeple, and they are trying to fly down. Sorry, scratch that. Directly next to you, holding Fleeple. That's it. My bad. But, Lance, it is immediately your turn. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here we go. I'm gonna just. I have my short sword and my dagger out. I'm gonna attack him with both those weapons again. Go for it. Oh, suck! Short sword, same numbered roll as the last time. Twelve. Oh, for twelve, that's yeah. a miss. So dagger wise, that'll hit. Twenty-one. Twenty-one is a hit. Go and roll damage. That's a one. One point of damage. Okay. This kobold, you stab in the same exact spot. So he goes, oh, I'm just trying to do my job. Okay. Lance, that's your turn. You have some movement if you wanted to take it. All right. You want to tango, bud? Let's tango. I'm going to stay within his range and circle around to the other side of the stairs. So you're kind of flip-flopping. Very good, very good. Mal, it's your go. Mal will move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, straight across the room into a pocket that the kobolds have created in the back of this cavern. Okay, as you just slowly step, step, you advance towards them. You mean she backs into 
the room. Lance, do you have inspiration dice? <laughs> I, I have one, yeah. <laughs> I will take it away. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> the DM giveth, the DM can take it. <laughs> no, so, Mal, as you slowly just walk into this room, this entity licking the wall, the torchlight in this room getting dim the further you walk into it, all the cobalts... <laughs> You pass one uh, to before you get into the th- the major throng here, and it tries to swipe at you. You leaving its uh, range um, takes an attack of opportunity against you. Mal, does an eighteen hit? An eighteen does. Oh, okay. So it's gonna do uh, just dagger damage here. Three points of piercing damage. <sighs> All right. And M- Mal, you are in this throng here. Mal will take the sword in one hand, but the other she will cast arms of Hadar and slam it into the ground and it should catch it's every creature within 10 feet which I think should be all five of those kobolds it should be all six of the kobolds for sure yes this the six remaining ones are 10 feet within, within 10 feet of you yes so as all of them just stare at you daggers out uh swords out some of them with rocks you just look around and just the darkness just everything goes quiet for a moment. You slam your hands into the ground and these tendrils just erupt from the the stone surface, the laughter echoing in this chamber. They all have to make strength saving throws? They all make, yeah, strength saving throws. They have to beat a 12. Okay, 12, here we go. Okay, fail. Success, success, fail, fail, success. Okay, so three successes, three failures. The successes, nothing happens. The failures take 13 points of necrotic damage. Ooh, okay. I just like how Mal's like, cleaving heads, and I'm like, eh, eh, stab this guy with a dagger. I'm just dreaming about cheese. And yeah, Fleeble's just like, <laughs> Fleeple's back, ah. like he owns the tavern now, and he's like, <laughs> he, walks, the yeah, he owns the winged dragon, serving cheese. Bevan's like, oh, how may I assist yeah. you, Fleeple, sir? <laughs> and he's some fan art of Fleeple on the bar, and he has like a lay that's like off to the side. <laughs> he's singing <laughs> while people pay him for oh. for going what to a this place. What a <laughs> All right, so the three uh, that fail. Um, all had full health. One of them was a winged kobold, the uh, two regulars, and the tendrils just grasp around him. They're unable to escape these tendrils. The other three, so taken in fear, they just back away before the tendrils can grab onto them. Uh, just <laughs> reaches out, and they're just like, <laughs> and the three that get grasped, you just see that the color, the, this reddish, uh, their red scales immediately go, just get drained from a red to a gray, um, and that gray almost to a white, even like a chalky substance, and just all three that were successfully grabbed, eliminated from the battle, um, just sucked up, and and as done previously, the tendrils just seemed like they're about to let them go before they suck them immediately into the the stone floor. Just they disappear from the room entirely, completely gone, and then. With a bonus action. Okay. I haven't taken that yet. That's correct. I will put a hex on, there's a winged dragon right to my 
right, I don't know, and then one right in front of it. I'll do the one that's more at a diagonal from me. Great, sounds good. So this, this one is looking a little bit healthier, although fearful, definitely not damaged, unlike the other one, which is very bloodied and is holding its side uh, for some, from some of the damage that it's taken. So you'd get the one that is has more vitality, shall we say. And I'm actually gonna take a, my, I have five feet left. I'm gonna take a five foot step toward it, which is not out of melee range of the one I just moved away from. Correct, all right. And you just grin as the darkness keeps surrounding it. I mean, that was a good turn. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good turn, Mel. <laughs> very, very good turn. Mal's having a great so, turn. I had, I had my husband help me strategize this out. <laughs> nice. What are you talking about? This is totally improvised at the moment. Super improvised. <laughs> we had no plan B. Uh, that wasn't yeah. code for anything. <laughs> so this uh, a cobalt that's uh, more weak, uh, more, more damage next to you, just almost half-heartedly just scr- tries to scratch at you, Mal. Just, uh, just single roll here. 18 does hit you, yes. I imagine. Yes. Okay, so it's going to do a total of three points of slashing damage. I have not taken damage this whole fight. What do you mean? Temporary hit points. Oh, that's right. I have not taken damage this, like, that first turn I took <sighs> a point. And I've taken, I think, I have, like, four points of damage, and the rest of it's all been <laughs> temporary hit points. Dang. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, how's Mal doing? But right. I totally Super forget good. about the temporary hit points thing. I uh, did too, and so they yeah, went this up. one's going to... Yeah. And this... this uh, creature is just going to try and escape so it's going to fly over you out of your attack of opportunity back towards the cave entrance whether to go up the stairs or try and go a different route you're unsure but it is leaving your area here 5 10 15 20 25 30 okay that's its turn fleeple roll me another death saving throw please come on baby it's an 11 three successes Fleeple is no longer dying. You are at zero hit points. You are stable. But if you get attacked one more time, we start the process all over again. In my dream, I just took a very nice bite of, like, a crudite that Bevan has brought to me. (laughs) Is it to your liking, uh, Sir Fleeple? Yes, but uh, my toe claws are still a little bit rough. Commence the polishing, Bevan. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Pulls out this refined toe polish. Uh... Mal, this cobalt directly in front of you is going to pull out a scimitar and is going to try and attack you. Well, double sevens, does a 12 hit your armor class, Mal? No. We all know it Thomas, doesn't. what is all going right, on so. with the rolls? <laughs> well, they all have disadvantage because... Oh, they're fearful. Uh, uh, this one's also going to try and fly away from you. This is the hexed one, uh, Mal, and it's going to leave your area here. So, Is there any way I could take a swing at it even if it's at disadvantage? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you don't have disadvantage, though. You have just normal. They have disadvantage because you are afraid. I know, They're but I thought that because he was flying. I don't know. The other one didn't get a reaction, so. Oh, that was a natural 18 plus 4. Okay. That was 11 points, and his hex is another 2 points of necrotic. Tell us how it is done. As his wings come out, and he starts to flap, and he flies up from me, I take that sword that was in my hand and I just put it over my head and as he's going up, he like goes through the sword and falls in two pieces on either side. So you anticipate him about to fly. He's like prepping, like about to do like a Superman into the air. And as he does that, you just move your sword directly in the obstacle in front of him and just just falls 
the ground dead. Well done. That was a reaction. So that was his turn. We now go back to top of the round. Lance. You and this cobalt tank away. Oh, my cobalt. I'm getting him. Mal's destroying 11. Mono e mono. Alright. <laughs> it's like, please just let me pass. <laughs> Alright, I got He's, my short sword and my dagger. Let's go at it again. <laughs> He's gonna leave your oh, area. Oh, does he go so first? Can't take an act. Yeah, he does go before you, so you can take an attack of opportunity against him. I can. You you are yes. For some reason I thought he went after me. That will hit with the short sword, and that is a yeah because that's gonna be a twenty-three to hit. That's a hit. Uh, four damage. Tell us how it is done. All right. So as he's flying past me, I'm just gonna reach out, grab his wings, like the, the back like arc of where those two wing points meet. I'm going to pull him back, and as I do, I'm going to shove the sh- short sword through his back, and I'm going to say in his because I'm holding him close, I'm going to say in his ear, in Draconic, Mak-da-klak. which translates to, yeah, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> the worst insult to give a kobold, at least in this instance. Oh! <gasps> Uh, and as this kobold just falls limp, uh, drops Fleeple directly into your arm. So Fleeple just, without falling to the ground, almost like uh, a child is cradled into another individual's arms. Just it's like a renaissance painting. <laughs> it's like the Pieta. It's like the Pieta. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at Fleeple and Fleeple's. That was a good reference. We can do classical art stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Look at us referencing obscure movies and renaissance art. (laughs) From the room to the renaissance. Okay, my my go. Uh, Or like, what is it? The Pieta? This is like the Flieta? The Fleeple? (laughs) I don't know. Alright, I'm going to with uh, Fleeple in uh, my arms, I'm going to try and a, like make sure that he's not dead that he's not dying I'm gonna try and wake him up basically yeah so he's like <sighs> he's definitely breathing his blood's no longer like an issue and you feel like his 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 pulse is steady okay well I mean I guess this is me asking DM rules am I able to arouse I don't have a health potion or anything am I able to kind of get him back up through like a medicine check or something to like a hit point where he like wakes up or I believe that's a feat, isn't it? If you you can always use a healer's kit to stabilize somebody, but unless you have the healer feat specifically, you can't regain hit points. Okay, good to know. Uh, okay, then I can't do that. So, from my from my steps, I don't see anybody coming up here. Nope. Uh, there are a de- bunch of dead kobolds down the steps, um, uh, uh, down to the base there. I'm just gonna think to myself like. Oh no, I left Malamara all alone. Oh, she's helpless. Oh, well, I mean, not helpless. She's a, she's a really cool person, but that's a lot of people to leave her with. Um, and I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put her, <laughs> I'm gonna put Fleeple kind of behind me on the stairs, and I'm gonna come down the stairs to the very base of them uh, to kind of create another barrier and just be on the lookout for anybody coming. And actually, you know what? I want to hold my action to attack somebody if they, if they're coming over, but can I bonus action hide and then hold my action to possibly sneak attack them? 
Absolutely. I will do that. I'm going to bonus action hide. Um, just kind of like, yeah, just kind of like lurking kind of behind because the stairs go at an angle, kind of like at a good angle where I'm kind of partially hidden myself, but I have a clear shot if someone's coming up, up toward them. Absolutely. Golden roll stealth check, Lance. That is going to be a 19. All right. Uh, and you are readying an action with your bow then? Yes, my bow. I'm okay, sounds good. Sheathing the swords and the dagger and taking out the bow for it. Excellent. Uh, so we will uh, we'll see what occurs uh, if, if anybody runs past you to uh, trigger this action, okay? So, Mal, you're immediately next. So seeing this, did the, co- the winged kobold, did he land? Because you have to land with, when you end. You can't end a turn flying. Is he flying? Uh, you actually can end a turn flying. Is he flying or is he on the ground? <laughs> he is flying, yes. So you have a cope. So just because there's been a lot of uh, chaos and destruction in this room, uh, you have one, you, you turn around and you have this one incredibly terrified kobold who um, is standing on a, a wet surface um, and he's just clutching a dagger 10 feet away from you. And then there is that winged kobold that is about 20 feet from you trying to escape the room. Is that reference to wet surface? Did, did he pee himself? He has wet himself, yes. Okay. <laughs> now, if only all of us could just escape the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get... A, I, he doesn't get an inspiration die taken away. <laughs> I don't have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gave mine to Mal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mal will move 5, 10... 15 feet toward the winged creature and as she's going she will put away her greatsword and pull out her two new hand axes because I have those now and as she's running along the ground that hex will slither and jump from the ground up and grab that um, the winged kobold and a hand axe can be thrown so I'm going to throw it excellent go ahead and roll 13 just hits. Oh, I couldn't remember if they were harder or the other ones. Okay, so that's a uh, six slashing and three necrotic. Tell us how it's done. Oh, dang it. Well, my, me hiding's pointless. I was going to do something else. <laughs> uh, darn it. Okay, anyway. Um, exactly as, as I described. As I run that... Um, Hex will encompass him and, and squeeze his wings together, and as he's falling, the hand axe will just hit him right right at the base of his neck, and he falls um, right in front of Mal, and she'll reach forward and pull the hand axe out of his neck. Easily done. Easily done. And Mal will turn to the last kobold in the room. Yep. And this kobold is just terrified to the point where... Uh, um, it just drops its weapons, gets down on its knees, and uh, raises its hands in the air. It does. Well, if I'm not mistaken, hand axes are light weapons, correct? Correct, but Mal used uh, her bonus action for hex. Right. Yeah, I was going to throw it, and then I forgot that I used my bonus action to move my hex. That's why I had that pause at the beginning. So I was going to do one and then throw the other, and I forgot. It's okay. One more for Lance. So uh, this cobalt seems to be surrendering. Uh, and uh, if you would still like to go into initiative, though, Lance, it is your go. You are next in the order here because Fleeple is 
stable. I am going to... I'm like, why, why don't I hear anything? <laughs> and I'm going to walk slowly forward using my movement. 5, 10, 15, 20, where I get to the corner here, I guess. And the whole time I'm going, Manamara, Manamara, is everything all right? As you come around this corner, you see... This room is very different from the few seconds ago when you left it. There is a bunch of carnage just everywhere, and there are fewer kobolds in this room than when uh, that started in this room when you had left. The the three having been removed due to Arms of Hadar. So there's only one live kobold uh, that is on its knees and its hand is in the air about 20 feet from your current location. I'm just going to take a second and like look around at all the carnage and lack of bodies also because they all got pulled into the ground some or some of them did I'm just gonna like look at Malamara with like a kind of like good on you and I'm rethinking a lot <laughs> and <laughs> but then I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that kobold who's like surrendering like oh, no. and I'm just gonna look at him and I'm just gonna kind of smile to myself and I'm gonna be like you don't get to do that and I'm going to run up with my bonus action to him and stab him with my short sword. Okay, go and roll an attack. Because I'm really mad that they caused Fleeple to fall. Oh, yeah, that's a 24 to hit. That's a hit. Nine damage. Without issue, this kobold is gone. And you find yourself in a room just silent. The only thing making a noise is Lance and Mal breathing. All right, uh, Malamara, I know it looks like everyone's dead, but I heard something. There's something here. I think there's something, like, hidden. It it was laughing. It was maniacal. Ha, 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 ha. And, um... <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not very good at it. But, um... But there's something here. We need to be, we need to be aware. Um, do you, um... She'll kind of patter, Mal patter sides. Do you have a, a healing push? I'm out of. I'm I out don't. Of. I don't. Fleeple's at the stairs. He looks like he's breathing. He's cal- he's calm. He's oddly smiling. And I, um, I'm gonna go check on Fleeple. Do you want to see where this other catacomb? That there's a stairway that goes down. Oh yeah. Yes. Just be really sneaky and find out what's down there. Don't let anybody see you. And I need to clean up. And she'll shake some blood off of her armor. Um. Okay. Just be aware. There's something else here. All right. And then she'll go check on people. Okay. So as Mal shakes off the gore from her and goes to check on Fleepa walking up the steps, Lance preparing to look further down into the steps, just barely outside of this room, you have left this pack of kobolds. Um, just uh, you've, you've laid them to rest. And as you move forward to see what is next in your adventure that's where we'll end this week's episode of iCast Fireball wow dude I have never thought of doing a warlock barbarian multi-class before <laughs> but yeah. it turns out it freaking rules very works, right the downside, I think people don't do it because when you're raging, you can't cast spells. And so that I was like trying to use up my spell slots gotta pick your before carefully. I was raging. But with this cleave, mm, that was mm. game changer. Mm. Yeah. Tasty, tasty dungeon master's guide. 
Yep. It's true. Cleave just makes sense, really, like when you got a lot a lot of little characters or a lo- level of characters as well. Yeah. So one of the ones I was um, reading was it, it essentially works as a melee first round area effect that like if you can't do enough damage, it doesn't matter to cleave, but if you are surrounded by little guys, it's hard to be a melee do that. So I was like, that's a good, that was a good look up. for that. That was really good. Like, uh, like Jeremy Crawford says, the Dungeon Master's Guide is the Grandmother's Attic of D&D. If you're wondering <laughs> where it is, it's probably in the it's Dungeon Master's Guide. probably in there. There you go. I've, I've read it once, cover to cover, but it's probably like at one in the morning when I was like, I read it. I finished <laughs> it. So, so I gotta go through it again. <laughs> Well, on that note, let's thanks everybody. We're gonna wrap up this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. As always, we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have obviously been enjoying playing. Uh, now, wherever you get your podcast from, please feel free to leave us a review. You could also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, are hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Speaking of five-star reviews. Somebody left us one this past week, and that was Roy Angel. Roy, who we shouted out previously on the podcast, said that they cannot get enough of iCast Fireball, that it's been a pleasure to listen to with engaging characters and storytelling, but the thing that warmed my heart and everybody here at iCast Fireball the most was them saying that it was the feeling of being around a game table from skill checks to attack rolls that balances story, game, and a good time with friends. Roy, thank you so much for the five-star review. It means the world to us, and it does let us know that you like what we're doing. And we just really, from day one, that was our goal, is to make sure that you get the balance of not only great storytelling, not only the intense nail-biting dice rolling that we have, but just having a good time with friends around a table. So if you want to get shouted on a future podcast just like Roy did this week, leave us a five-star review, and you could hear your own words on the following week's episode to get the most recent up-to-date content please follow us on our instagram and twitter with the handle icastfireball20 there you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes interesting insights from players and dms behind the scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world and maybe some announcements now we just want to give a quick shout out to our sister podcast improv tabletop where our resident kobold ned takes a turn as a gm and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate-accelerated tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. Like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleepoon. Keep that fire going, everybody. We'll see you next time.